Thanks again for tuning in to another episode of the Glittercast. Today I sit down with Mike Becker. He is the founder of Funco, the pops that everyone loves to collect, and we discuss his paranormal experiences growing up, including the time he may or may not have seen Yeti. So without further ado, enjoy this spooky show. Hi, Mike Becker. Thank you for coming to record with me for an episode of the Glittercast. Well, thank you for having me. Yes, my pleasure. I want to just sort of start getting into it. The only thing I asked you before we began to roll was, do you have any scary stories? I do. So I I don't want to deal with the anticipation anymore. Can you just please lay them on me? I'm going to tell you the first one. And I must say, this is a true story. No shit. I believe you. Okay, so I'm... I think it's seven or eight years old. So I'm at the age where my parents are letting me go out and play. And we lived at my grandpa's house. There was a little hill above that. And my best friend lived up the hill. He used to always say, I hear that the guy two doors down died. And his wife was so distraught that she painted a picture of him on the back of the house. And we always thought that's so weird, but we yeah. were at an age where we were too young, you know, to kind of like, we were just too scared to either question it or too scared to even go over and look. So finally, we got like four or five of us and we went over there and it was late. It was kind of late, like, like, I remember it was dark. Okay. So <clears throat> this is why you'll understand why, because it was dark, dark, darkish. It was just starting to get. And, and so we went back to the back of the house and um, we were looking around. We go, well, that's, well, that wasn't true. We knew that wasn't true. And there it was. Dude. This just this big face painted. And this is the weirdest part. There were flies all over it. What? And, and it's weird because usually you only see flies when it's, you know, really hot out. And, but like as if, and so the, the story went that it was painted in his blood. I was just thinking that. <laughs> and what was weird is the boards, they had boarded up part of it where just part of the boards went just over the eyes and forehead and in the top of the head. So all you saw was just part of the eyes down. And, and, and so we, when we saw it, we, we all just kind of stopped for a second and then ran. Yeah. <laughs> How was the condition of the other, like the rest of the house? Did it seem like it would be haunted even without that? Not really. And so the big dare was, you know, to go there on Halloween night, Mm -hmm. not to go to the back of the house, but just to ring the doorbell was a big deal. And I remember two of the, two of my friends said, I'm not going up there. And so me and another guy went and we, we rang, nothing happened. We rang, nothing happened. And then I knocked and then somebody just yelled, goes, nobody home. (laughs) And it just... Then, of course, we ran, but yeah. but I just remember that because it just seemed, I mean, it was real. It really was real. The legend yeah. was real. I saw it with my own eyes, and it must have really been painted in blood. Right. Were there any sort of, like, rumors about how the person died, or did you know, or what was? Yeah, so supposedly, this is the, the legend was that he was remodeling this house, 
and he got all the way to the supposedly the last week of remodeling in, in one of the big beams that he had put up somehow wasn't secured and fell and killed him. Whoa. Oh. And so, <laughs> so the lady went crazy, I guess, the story goes, and decided to paint his face on the back of the house that he was building. It makes you wonder, too, the, like, so did it, aside from the flies, did it kind of look like blood? Yeah. It did? It really did. It was weird because it was almost like, it was a human's face, but it was painted like the devil. Ooh. And she was still living there when you rang the doorbell. <clears throat> I don't know. I never saw anybody. Just the voice that just said, nobody's home. Did you know, did you ever see her at any point ever? Mm -mm. I and I always remember that that house, I never saw anybody at the house. I don't think anybody ever bought it that I know of, but it wasn't dilapidated. It was like in decent condition. Okay. That's like the imagery I have in my head is that there's crazy tall weeds and like cats everywhere, but it was normal. Except that's kind of even weirder though, that it's just n normal aside from that. And what's the, what's the deal with the boards? Why board it up? I don't know. It would, there, it was, it was these like, uh, yeah, just boards across like, but just over, like just where the eye that, the bottom of the eyes to, to where you couldn't see the eyes and you couldn't see the forehead and the, the hair or whatever. So, so that made it even weirder, right? Yeah. Where was this? Like what town or city? Richland, Washington. Really? Is it a very big place? Yeah, it was a, a town of about 24,000. Mm -hmm. It's where the Hanford nuclear reactor is. I'm Everybody that ever worked there worked at the, the nuclear reactor. It's a little town I, I grew up in. Oh, wow. Is there any sort of other like weird or spooky history to that place that you can think of? No, I mean, there's a lot of weird, unexplained cancers, obviously, but they mm. it's mainly from the the, the water. Was it, they they call them downwinders? You know, people that were somehow indirectly or directly affected by the the nuclear fallout and the waste. Yeah, is it still operational? No, they mothballed it. Yeah. Like, quite a while ago that's good i mean that's good if people were getting cancer and all that yeah um did you ever do like with that so that was your first sort of like kind of spooky experience did you have more as you became older well i do remember and it's another one that's weird is i um i was always intrigued by bigfoot <gasps> so remember i'm older I'm, I'm about to be 57 so bigfoot was a big deal like mm -hmm you were camping you were in cub scouts or any of that you were always worried about bigfoot right i know some people who are still worried about bigfoot <laughs> and uh you know he came from that part of the of the country i come from the northwest area so mm -hmm. bigfoot was seen and I, I think it was around bend oregon was where that that movie at the time and there were movies you'd go to the saturday morning matinees and they used to have bigfoot movies so the the legend of bigfoot was huge and it, it seemed scary as hell right mm -hmm. and so i remember i had come home <laughs> it doesn't really make sense now that i think about it i had come home on my bike and um i parked it and we lived in kind of a tree a, an area where there's a lot of trees and i went to the front door and for some reason our front door was either locked and i rang the doorbell i knew my parents were inside but and and they didn't answer so i just went around to the side gate and as I did, I I looked back and I swore I saw a Bigfoot. Whoa. Like from around a tree. So I, I ran and I actually ran through this wooden gate 
because I was so, yeah, I was probably like 12 or 11 and I was so hysterical. And I, I was, I hit the back of the door and my dad goes, what, what's going on? And he goes, why is your head bleeding? And I had run Aww. through the gate and I, and I had cut my head wide open and, and I was like, you know, I was so scared of Bigfoot, you know? Mm-hmm. And so I think I saw him, but I may have just seen, you know, it could have been anything. I was, I'm curious. Yeah. Like as an adult, so you still kind of like the feelings were so real that even as an adult, you're like, yeah, that's probably what it was. Yeah. I mean, it, it held a lot of mystique and wonder, you know, back then, you know, Loch Ness Monster, Bigfoot, they used to have like five different names. Like of course, Yeti. Sasquatch. uh, Skunk Ape. Oh yes. I know that one. Yeah. That's the one from Florida. Uh Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So, uh, all of that had a lot of mystery and intrigue and mystique of just like Bigfoot. Like he's there, man. He's got to be out there. Yeah. Did you know? Did you ever know anyone else who thought they'd seen him? You know, people would say that, and I have somewhere. I bought one of those plaster Paris um, molds of the footprint. Oh my gosh! And I've got it somewhere in a box, you know, on a pallet with all the other crap I've got right. stored away. <laughs> yeah. Were there ever like times when a local would think that they saw Bigfoot where there would be like people getting in a tizzy about it? No, not that I can remember. It was just something that me and my friends would would always talk about. Do you have any theories about where Bigfoot, like the, where Big, Bigfoot originates from? If he lives on the earth, if he's like a, like a multiverse traveler or anything like that? I just think he's some sort of weird... Um, being that that might might be just you know like a very intelligent well i guess they already are intelligent like right like Mm -hmm. apes and stuff so maybe he just had a great survival instinct and was able to stay away from man for all these years and and figure out how to survive you know in the really dense woods where we can't go yeah 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 totally I'd like to believe that it is really true, you know, and you see there nowadays there are shoot. I like I flip through the channels and it says, you know, whatever, like finding Bigfoot and stuff. And have you ever have you ever heard of that documentary Missing 411? No, there's like this guy who just followed up on all of these like missing people's cases where like there would be a family at a national park and like a kid would disappear in broad daylight and they would never find a body and they would never find any like trace and they just like seem to vanish and it has all these concepts about like there's like there are portals that lead to other worlds and other universes and some people say that that's like where Bigfoot comes from like he's like walks through portals and comes here sometimes and then goes somewhere else I don't know about that but I mean (laughs) later on um, I ended up working with uh, an illustrator and an animator Mm -hmm. and created a movie called Foot Really? And I packaged it with one of my Funko Wacky Wobblers. So somewhere out there, it's not very well known, but there's a there's a movie. I think you, if you Google it, you can watch it for free. I think it's on YouTube or something. It's called Foot, and it's it's kind it's it's about me being a kid, and in it's kind of about blind faith, really, mm-hmm. what the movie's about. But it, I'm really proud of it. Actually, you know, nobody ever saw it, but. It, it was it was a pretty cool thing. Yeah. What was the it was just the premise of you living through it as a kid? Yeah. It, it, but I changed the story. I, I, I mean, I wrote an actual story around it, you know, and, and a, a story about 
you know, blind faith basically about believing in something when everybody else says that it can't be true. Yeah. I think that's like my entire existence because of the profession I've chosen. Um, I'm curious if you think that children are more susceptible to seeing things like this because of like their openness to belief. Like, do you think that has anything to do with it? For sure. Yeah. I definitely think kids before they're taught all these things that we tell them that, that aren't true and that can't happen. Mm-hmm. They obviously have a more open mind towards a lot of things, towards everything, right? Towards yeah. love and yeah, towards, uh, you know, believing in uh, things that might be uh, possible. Mm-hmm. Like uh, there's, a, there's a line from a song that says, innocence gave me the confidence to go up against reality. Oh, nice. <laughs> That's a good one. Yeah, so sometimes when you don't know any better when you're a kid, you either try something and and or you imagine or dream something. But as you get older and jaded and have a bunch of hard knocks, sometimes you just think, ah, hell with it. I know that won't ever work or I can't. That That's not going to happen. Yeah, no, I totally agree with that. I think that sort of like we start to we start we start to become conditioned to sort of like explain away our intuition and a lot of people lose touch with their intuition just like for that same reason it's just like you're sort of like I don't know I think your your thought process becomes manipulated by what the other people around you consider to be reality and you have to sort of like figure out a way to navigate that without surrendering what you kind of believe is true I know that you said you've had a bunch of different sort of weird paranormal wacky experiences have you done any sort of like Ouija board thing? I know there was like a ghost in a graveyard story that you kind of told me about one time as well. Yeah, um, that was in Old Town. And somewhere I've got that picture still saved, but it's a real story. I mean, I'm not, I'm not one to just now, as an adult, just come up with something. But I was at that old graveyard in Old Town with a friend and he stood by this grave and I took a picture of him because he just wanted to show his friends he was there. And it had one of those people, I didn't even know the name of it at the time. They call them orbs or something. Yeah. And it was real. I mean, as real as real can get, like where you could literally see an outline. And so he was he was really blown away. And so we, we stood there for the next half hour, exactly where I'd shot the picture in exactly what we thought was the right position in light to try to recapture it to go there's it had to have been something like it had to be shining off something there had to be a light somehow i shot when i shot the picture something happened and we could not get it we could never reproduce that exact photo Mm -hmm. and uh i think i took you to that same spot when when you visited Mm mm-hmm and you, you saw it, and it was a little boy's grave. Yeah, yeah. And that's what made it even freakier. I wonder, yeah, I know, that's so, it's so weird. I have, oh, gosh, I know that night, too, or that, that trip, we were staying in this really old, old hotel, um, and it was supposedly haunted, and there was one night where I felt like, over my feet, the sheets had just, like, formed a bottle, like, a bubble. Like, you know when you, like, pull the sheets over and it sort of, like, takes a second for the sheets to settle, like, with the air? It was like it didn't settle. And I had gone to sleep with the, you know, blanket flat on my feet. And then I woke up and there was, like, an air bubble over my feet. And I was like, what the hell is going on? And then um, the next night I felt like I was sleeping and I, like, just fallen asleep and I felt something, like, grab my foot, like, tug me. 
<laughs> well, I mean, I've got a lot of those kind of stories because, and I'm not really, to be honest, I'm not really a person that is like some big, you know, like believer in looking for all this crazy stuff to happen and saying, see, see, that's, but I've had a few things. I used to have this huge house back in uh, Seattle mm -hmm. when I lived there and I bought a lot of stuff that I brought back from Guatemala okay. at the time. A lot of statues of like uh, gods and hand carved wooden statues, but I had a whole bunch of them that were kind of like religious in nature that I had ab above a fireplace mantle. Mm -hmm. There was four of them, and <clears throat> I had come back from a trip, and they were all turned backwards, Whoa. like facing the other way. And one of the masks I used to buy these hand carved like masks. Uh -huh. And that had fallen down. And so I figured, well, a mask to fall, that could happen, right? Something could yeah. happen. But the, all four of the statues. statues turned exactly. So the only people, that, the only person that had a key were my parents. So I said, you know, did you let Bill, my brother, come over, you know, or, you know, all the stuff? I go, you know, and I, I, I said, you know, even to this day, I've asked them, like, did you turn those statues around? Yeah. And they're not pranksters. Like, they're not ones to do that, especially because it was in the downstairs fireplace mantle, which wouldn't make sense. If you were going to try to mess with me, it would have been something different or something probably a little more grandiose. It was just too subtle and too weird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that always messed with me. And that house, my brother, eventually, after I had moved to San Diego, I did give him a key because I just wanted someone to check up on it because it was a huge house. And he started refusing to go there Whoa. because he just kept saying, I, I'm hearing people downstairs all the time. I'm always hearing people downstairs where that fireplace was. And he, he would say, like, I don't want to go there anymore because um, I would close doors, different doors, and they're always open. And I said, you don't think it's, you know, mom or dad? And he said, no. He goes, they haven't been there. But he says, I'm close the door. I make sure it's pulled shut so you can hear it click. And he goes, I'll come back the next day and it's open. Oh, my gosh. Did you ever have any experiences? That was like. Well, the house was huge. It was like, well, for me, it was. It was like 6,700 square feet. It was a big home. Right. And it. It was an older home. And I would hear stuff all the time. So I got to, to the point where I would hear stuff. And I, I kept a golf club under my bed <laughs> because I kept thinking like, now I know somebody's in here tonight. Mm -hmm. So I would, I, and so it got to be kind of, it was never really like uh, comfortable because I'd always hear stuff. And I, so I got to the point where I'm locking the door to the master bedroom because I'm thinking, you know, it just was never really felt settled there. Oh yeah. It's like there is something obviously, well, not something, obviously, but kind of, yeah. Did so? Did you ever? You just like kind of sold it at some point and got rid of it, or? Yeah, I sold it eventually, um, but never saw anything else. Never really knew of anything else except for the whole thing with the doors and the the noise. I've always thinking, God, I know there's somebody's in here. Okay, it's like, I know there's somebody in there because I can hear them. So I'd go out there and, you know how you do when you're cautious and you're scared. You got the golf club and you're turning on <laughs> lights from room to room. Yeah. But it was never, it was never anything. And, um, yeah, so that was another weird one I can't really explain. When you've collected just like so many, like so many random little experiences, did, have you ever really like considered like where does this stuff come from? Like, 
anything like that? Sure. In fact, I started thinking that the stuff that all that hand carved like stuff like was bad luck. Like in a way, it felt like I I was having a lot of like things that seemed like bad luck. Mm-hmm. So I got rid of all of it. All the statues. All of that crap. I got rid of all of it because I just thought, you know, it, it just, I'm not a, that superstitious, but then I started thinking like, it just seems like I'm having more like a run of bad luck. Yeah. Like, and so I just thought, yeah, there's something that doesn't seem right here. So I don't know where it came from exactly because I would buy it in these stores. Oh, so you don't even know the origin story of any of these things? Nope. Huh. I know it came from, um, God, what? No, it was Antigua. It was a, it's like a town, not, it's not Guatemala City, but it was a couple hour drive. Did you notice that your luck changed after you got rid of them? It felt like it did. I mean, I, I, I can't say exactly like the day I got rid of it. I felt like there was a, a weight lifted. It just, it does feel like, um, definitely things got better than, than worse. And and yeah. And I kept thinking that it, it just seemed like, because I remember, so my ex-wife's mom, uh-huh. th- that's why we were there in Guatemala. So she said that she's, she had told my wife at the time that, yeah, that's, that's bad not to have, you shouldn't have those. Wow. And so that's when I started thinking about it. Like, yeah, maybe I used to think it was cool because they looked kind of primitive because i of course the ones i got the most of were skeletons <laughs> the ones that were like the most fucked up and scary looking yeah because <laughs> yeah. i thought they looked really cool because they were skeleton and masks, haunted and they were all wooden and hand carved and they were painted kind of crude so they looked they looked really neat mm-hmm. and um yeah i'd put like four of them in a row in shadow boxes and stuff but yeah come to think of it i don't know what i was thinking when your brother was hearing like people, did, he said they like he would hear people talking. Yeah, he would say the same things I was like. He he, I keep hearing that they're like stuff downstairs, and the doors are always open. And he'd just say, "Look, I I'm not going back there." And you know, he's all. It's not like he's a tough guy, but he right. he doesn't seem. But he he was definitely thinking there was something like it was bothering him even way worse than me. Did you ever? Did you or he ever sort of catch any particular sayings or any, like, were able to pick up on any words or sentences? No. He's like, get out. <laughs> no, it was more, it was more like we, we felt like, like I would hear somebody, I'd go, damn it, there's, somebody's broken in. Yeah. You know, it was more like that. Do you have Ouija board stories or no? No, just one. I mean, it was like, probably again, around 12 years old, where where a friend's older sister had gotten one used to be able to buy him like a board game you know like they would come in and he said oh let's play you know let's try it and i remember being really even at 12 years old or 13 being really skeptical yeah yeah yeah. and this kid was he was 12 or 13 going on like 17 like he was he had older brothers and sisters and he's going "Yeah, yeah yeah we just do you know and we and i remember being really freaked out because we were both like going are you moving it no i'm not you know you put like i think we put two fingers i can't remember how it worked you put one finger or two fingers in it two yeah and it felt like 
like, holy shit, this thing's moving on its own for real. So yeah, it's like all those things have happened throughout my life where I kind of want to figure out an explanation, but then you, you can't, you know? Yeah, no, it's true. You can't, there is no explanation. Not that I've found. Cause even when I do, like, even when I do readings and stuff, I'm like, I don't know how I do it. It's just like, I meditate, you know, like, I don't know where it's coming from. Do you feel like, well, when you did the Ouija board, did they, did it say anything or was it just like moving? Cause sometimes I'll, I'll do it and I won't get any sort of like cohesive message. It just like gets all fucked up and crazy around the board and like nothing really. God, it was so long ago. All I remember is, you know, when you're that age, it starts to happen. And then you're, you, then you start kind of almost like panicking, like, like, holy shit, did you move that? Yeah. No, I didn't. No, I, yeah, but, but what's it saying? And it's like, and then you kind of just stop and run. Yeah. You know, you kind of <laughs> yeah. feel like, like, you know, like, I don't want to know what's next. You just kind of, you just quit, you know? Yeah. I remember, I remember being at like one of my family gatherings, maybe it was like Easter or something when I was really young, like probably one of my earliest memories ever, but my cousins were playing with a Ouija board and the doorbell started ringing like randomly while we were playing and Pete, like my aunt and uncle would go answer it and there'd be no one there, no one there. And then, so we started asking like, Hey, can you ring the doorbell? And like the doorbell would ring. And I guess it was like the, my great grandpa or something is what they said, but you don't even, you don't ever know for sure. But the doorbell thing I think was weird. Cause it's like, how, like, how does that happen? All the kids that were fucking around were in the room. You know, till, till the day she died, my grandma told a story to us about, she had to sleep out on the couch because relatives were over. And she said that she felt, for some reason, she felt a presence when she was younger, you know, like as a teenager. And she said she reached up because she thought she felt something on her shoulder and she felt two cold hands. And as she did, she heard someone run out, the door open and slam. And people came downstairs they said, what's going on? And she was scared. You know, she was a, whatever she was, 18 or something. And she said, somebody's here. I just felt two cold hands. And, and they looked and it, th that she came from Leadville, Colorado, where there was a lot of snow. There was no tracks in the snow, no nothing. Oh, whoa. So they were looking to see like someone was in the house, right? Because yeah, yeah, that's yeah. what she was hysterical about. And so I always believed her because she made a point of telling us that story all the time and she just wasn't one she had no she wasn't like that type of person to want to tell ghost stories like around the campfire type person or or but but um i don't know why that one always stuck with me because it seemed like she was just so adamant and like this happened yeah and there was no explanation for it and she seemed to always stick to the same story like i look for things like that like did the story change you know like each year or each time she told it, like, but it, it kind of seemed to be the, the same story. Yeah. I've a, did she have breathing problems when she died? Um, I don't know because she ended up, she had Alzheimer's oh. and, and it was such a slow process that it, by the end, it wasn't even, you know, the same person that I remembered. Right, 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 right. Oh, yeah, you're the one that, <laughs> never mind, we won't talk about that. I get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I got some funny stories. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, the only reason I asked is because I felt like my breathing changed. And sometimes when a deceased person comes up, I'll start to feel like symptoms that they felt while they were like on their way out. So that's why I asked. Wow. Yeah. Huh. 
Oh, I know. I know what I wanted to ask you about because you're, you know, you're, you're the guy behind Funko. You are a very creative, you know, like work with your hands type of guy. And whenever I think about creative people, especially creative people who have had experiences, I always want, like, I always am inclined to ask, like, do you ever feel like when you're in a zone that almost like you're in, like you're channeling or it's like a meditation where you just like, yeah, I mean, I'd like to think sometimes. I'd like to think in my own head that I have a lot of good ideas and that this is great. Sometimes I'm I'm afraid to um, allow myself to think that. In what way? Uh, I don't know. Maybe just a lack of confidence sometimes. Like, like allow myself to, uh, to 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 dream that big or to get that crazy in my creativeness to think that this is legitimately a great idea. Like there's times I've woken up several mornings going, shit, this is the greatest idea I've ever had. I get so excited. I'm all and by lunchtime I'm going, that was stupid. Yeah. And, but, but sometimes (laughs) I have ideas a lot of times for music or songs, Uh you know, in that moment when you're in between sleep and, and not. And sometimes I know those were good ideas for songs and, but, you know, I'm not really doing the music thing these days, so. Right, 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 right. Do you ever feel like the, like, that maybe the idea, I think also, by the way, I think it's funny that you're like, I hold, like, I hold myself back, but, like, I, I don't, I'm, like, not sure. I like to think I have creative ideas, but I don't know how to always share. When you're, like, the fucking mastermind behind huge collector's items. Yeah, I know, but I, I do think that, you know, that child is never left where, you know, like I, I had a 1.9 GPA in, 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 in high school. Yeah. And I was always told I was kind of dumb and always kind of felt like inferior in a way, like, like in, in academics. Right. And, you know, never really was, I don't know. So, so I think sometimes, I think that's why some of the stuff I have done has worked because I think it relates to a lot of people that maybe feel the same way that don't. Mm-hmm. And, so now I always say ABC, you know, always be creating. So yeah. always try to keep creating, like whether you're a songwriter or, or, you know, an author or whatever you're doing, a toy maker or whatever you're doing. If you keep creating, it's, you're no different than throwing darts. You know, eventually you throw 100 darts, you'll probably hit a bullseye. You throw one, you're probably not going to hit one. Yeah, that's true. What do you do when you feel like you get a, like a creative block? Like what are your sort of techniques to navigate through it? I walk a lot. Yeah. And I listen to certain types of music. And then sometimes I, I, I do fantasize about like, like how that music relates to an idea for a story or a toy or a commercial or a new product idea. And somehow the music um, somehow helps it along. Like I'll picture the weirdest stuff. Like I'll picture a a toy line and how that might work with music Uh and, and how it might be released or how it might be looked at, how it might even work in a video. Like, yeah. So you're, you've got like a very visual sort of like visual and audio connection that happens for you when you're like having these walking meditations. Yeah, for me, it's all about audio and visual. Like, if you ask me to read anything or, or look at a diagram of anything or understand instructions for anything, I would just, I just, uh, 
I just uh, fold. <laughs> I, I can't. I can't do it. Yeah, I kind of. Yeah, I kind of feel the same way. No, I was just watching the behind the scenes of of the making of La La Land the other day. Uh huh. And uh, and I can't even think of the director's name, but I could so relate to this guy, like like uh, the way he sees everything and the way he was pulling from old movies and. And it, it was so, in, sometimes I get that inspiration too by watching other people that, that can really, like, I was just so revved up after watching how he made that movie, you know? Yeah. And, and, and it was, it's just, it, and something like that can inspire me, you know? Or I watch a lot of documentaries. I like to see a lot of stuff from Japan, you know? Mm-hmm. I just like, I love going to Japan. I love I love the culture. I love everything about it. It could be the food. It could be the way they present the food. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, that it's inspiring, you know. So very, like, sensory-oriented. I'm curious. I know what I was going to ask now. I'm curious if you have, like, a specific musical, like, influence that you can, like, sort of think of that has, like, had its effect on your work. Jeez, I would say I probably couldn't because it just depends on the day and the mood. And what, yeah, like what else is going on? Yeah. So sometimes it would be really heavy and instrumental, and sometimes it would be really sweet and orchestral. Mm-hmm. And um, and then sometimes it could be like, hey, I want to listen to Rick Springfield or Duran Duran. Yeah, yeah, You know, yeah. something, <laughs> you know, like that to take me back to the 80s and, you know, think about big hair, you know. Right, yeah. I mean, there's never a wrong time to think about big hair. Right. When I think about people who have a really... I don't know, almost like a talent for seeing things in their head and then sort of applying it to the real world. I always think that in terms of like what someone's psychic ability could be, like that's usually an an indication of clairvoyance, which is like you can see ghosts or you can see Bigfoot or like you can see orbs, which are like you you saw one in the photo. Um, But a big side effect of that is usually having vivid dreams. Do you have an active? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Have you ever dreamt something that happened in real life or? Yeah, of course. Like, 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 but sometimes it's motivated by me making myself go to sleep thinking about that. Like I play out sequences completely in detail, like how I want things to. In your mind? Oh yeah. Like right down to like how everything, like how something might happen. And then when it does happen sometimes and it's not maybe received quite as good as I think it should. I'm like, what is wrong with you fucking people? Like, you, you don't get it? Like, like, I'll, I'll, like, there's sometimes I'll do different things, and it seems like people don't get it. Like, I get it. Like, I'll, yeah, yeah, yeah. I can watch certain things and even feel emotional about, like, a little thing that I've done in a show or something I was trying, like, a message I was trying to get across. And a lot of times, people just don't get it. They don't con- it's like you're trying to connect, and you think it's working, but they don't connect back. Yeah, exactly. But every once in a while, then then someone will come to me and they'll say, wow, that part, and then they get it, and then it makes it worthwhile. Yeah. <laughs> and so I think I think sometimes I would rather, I think I like that. I like, I would rather have the few people that really get it and it really meant something, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, than, than having everybody just swallow everything that you did or, or said and just take it as gospel because then they're just robots yeah and then it also sort of filters through and it lets you find like your like real like core people as well yeah yeah you you know you you can by now i'm old enough to know you know you know who your real friends are right right but i mean like even if it's just like 
an acquaint or an acquaintance or someone sees it, it's just like that nod that like, yeah, you get it. Like that sort of a thing. Yeah. Do you have a lot of deja vu? Um, no, I would say probably at the most three a year. Oh, okay. Can you ever tie them back to a dream that you've had? Yeah, I, for for whatever reason, I don't know whatever reason. I always have reoc- the one reoccurring dream I have is both with money and with fish. Ooh. So for whatever reason, like like fish always appear like like in the weirdest places. I this probably sounds crazy to your audience or whatever, but this is my audience is like eating this shit up. This um, is your audience for oh, this sort of a thing. Like like, <laughs> like for whatever reason, like yeah, everything from big giant fish to lots of fish, like like but in weird places like um. You know, like, like I'll fi- like, like I could be walking down in my dream along the sidewalk, and I'll look down into the gutter, and there'll be like whole bunches of fish, you know, or, or, you know, or or I'll find money, like coins, and then I find more and more and more and more, you know, in in like coins, like lo- lots of coins, like everywhere, and I'm, you know, and so those are the two reoccurring things, or or like I'm running through a field, mm-hmm. and I almost, <laughs> I almost, um run into like a, a shark that's laying in that field and he like is rustling around like and it, so it's it's scary right yeah that's like some real existential type of dreaming that's going on yeah like, so it's, <laughs> it's, it, I, yeah i'm probably i'm probably saying too much but yeah fish and, co- and coins now i'm now i'm just thinking of like i'm like okay so like these are messages from your guides. These are this is like from the other side trying to let you know this is their symbol that they try to con- communicate with you. Um, are you Pisces? No, Scorpio. Oh yeah, that's right. I knew that. I was just the only reason I asked is because fish and Pisces. Pisces is a sign of the fish. So anyway, um, I think we should probably wrap unless you have some. Oh, damn it! I wanted to ask you about aliens. Can I ask you really quick? Do you believe in aliens? Um. I would probably say no. Okay. Do you have, why? I don't know. I mean, but you know what? Then again, sometimes you think like, <laughs> I mean, the, every day they're finding new species of other stuff under, you know, under the sea and and around. So I guess it's not so inconceivable when, when you know, they're finding new planets, right? So mm-hmm. is it that weird to think that, this whole thing was is here and we're we're so you know yeah like alone. omnipotent that yeah. we're, we're the only ones that exist so i don't know i guess i guess like i guess it's possible but it's nothing that i um subscribe to yeah like on a daily like i don't sit around and think like like hey i bet you this is happening because of aliens you know I, <laughs> like the pyramids yeah <laughs> I always am like a little bit fascinated to see where people draw the line where you're like, I know I saw Sasquatch aliens, not so sure. (laughs) Like I just, but also it's based off an experience, but I just think it's so interesting to see like where people can sort of like place like that blind faith sort of that you're referring to. Yeah. But I, but I've had other, other things, coincidence types things where I do think there's a guiding something guiding like two like like coincidence things that are, that that are, I guess are too much to be a coincidence is what I'm saying right where it feels like almost like faded or like a for sure like sign like the universe signed off somewhere hundred percent like mm-hmm. the, yeah like there's no way that there wasn't something you know at, at that had a hand in this you know what you should do because you always have reoccurring dreams with fish and coins you should just when you have those types of dreams 
like write them down like that other stuff that's happening around it and see if that and like it starts to apply to real life situations and be interesting yeah well thank you so much for doing this oh no it was it was fun my pleasure um do you have anything that you want to promote or kind of let people know about right now not much i'm i'm starting i i started a little side thing called hot smack hot sauce which is kind of fun because i'm i'm so close to the border there in san diego and i've had the privilege to get to know these kids over in uh, Baja, Mexico. That's called BSF Baja Scholarship Foundation, and there's about 35 kids. And so I, I, I'm making hot sauce in Mexico, and we're donating a lot of the proceeds back to help that foundation. Aww. So it's really, it's it's really we call it sauce that makes sense. Aww. And so that's the little tagline. So I have a little Kickstarter right now that's got about five six days left, and it's off to a slow start. Um, so, I mean, my intentions were good, but I, right now, obviously my, my, uh, my full-time gig is Funko. And so I, I haven't had the time and, and I'm, I'm certainly no expert on social media. So I, I, I don't know if I, that was really the best, maybe the best platform to start it on, but it's doing okay. So if you, if you want to check it out, it's, it's hot smack, uh, hot smack, hot sauce. And it's on Kickstarter right now. If you want to see if it's something there for you. Awesome. Cool. Um, and if people want to find you online or social medias. Funmaker Mike. Yeah. I've got, I got my own Instagram now. It's, it's, and I do two things. I do Toy Talk Tuesday and I do Fun Food Friday. Awesome. You can't beat that. Those yeah. sound great. You need to have like um, a paranormal, paranormal themed episode. Yeah. What could we call it? I don't know. I'm sure we can. Psychic figure- Saturday. Yes. You bring the tarot cards. Yeah. There we go. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks again. All right, thank you. Thanks again for tuning in to another episode of Glittercast. That was the amazing and hilarious and weird <laughs> Mike Becker, who is a trip and a delight to speak to. Next week, I'll be chatting with Dita Vontis, the queen of burlesque, about past lives and psychedelics, so you don't want to miss that one. You can find me online at rainbowglitterstar.com, on Instagram at rainbowglitterstar, at the Glittercast, at Witch Doctorate, and at Betwixt to the Shadows, which is my live stream every week at, at 7 o'clock on Wednesday with Sal from the Crooked Path. We sit down and answer your burning questions about all things paranormal, psychic, and witchcraft. So please, if you have not yet, tune into our live stream. And if you can't catch it live, you can catch the replay on YouTube, Betwixt to the Shadows. If you're not into the visual live stream thing, we have it on podcast form. So it's betwixt to the shadows and I'd love it if you tuned in. I hope you have a great week. I'll catch you next time.